Hear now the word of the Lord that comes to us through the Gospel of John. I'll be sharing verses 7 through 10. In this scripture, Jesus is in the midst of a heated conversation with the Pharisees following his healing of a man born blind, a healing that occurred on the Sabbath. And again, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I tell you, I am the door for the sheep. All those who came before me are thieves and robbers, and the sheep did not listen to their voice. I am the door. All who enter by me will be saved. They will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it abundantly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. The abundant life. We all want it. And certainly our 21st century culture and media tell us that we should have it. And they tell us what it should be like. Usually this image of the abundant life means that we are wealthy. We have money to do what we want to do when we want to do it and buy whatever we want. It is a life where we are healthy, where we are happy, where everything is good. And there's nothing wrong with this way of life. But maybe there is. There are others who tell us, well-meaning and well-known preachers who proclaim a prosperity gospel, they too tell us, God wants us to be rich, to have all that life has to offer, to have this happiness. And there is great truth in what they say. But I often think that the measurements that are used resemble more the world standards than Jesus' standards. So what does it mean when Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly? Last week, David shared with us the gift of salvation, this incredible, amazing, beautiful gift that God gives us through Jesus Christ, the one who suffered and died for us and who is raised again. And when we receive this gift of salvation, which brings us forgiveness of our sins, which enables us to enter into eternal life, even here and now. We take the first step into that abundant life that Jesus talks about. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, talks about grace, this wonderful gift of salvation that we have in God, as a house. And I love this imagery. He says that the door of the house is salvation. It is believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting in him. And when we step through this door, we enter into the opportunity to know abundant life, joyous life in God. But if we only stand just inside the door, then we are followers of Jesus at a distance. We are followers at our own convenience. We have no passion, we have no power, we have no great commitment. Jesus intends for us to step inside that door and then wants to fill us with this desire to know more and more of him. To enter 
into this house. In the movie, The Sound of Music, Maria comes to the Von Trapp family home and she goes through this door that leads her into this beautiful mansion and it holds all the promise of abundant life, a new life. And she is in this beautiful hallway and she looks around and she is curious and she wants to know more. And so she begins to explore and sees that there are doors that open off of this beautiful hallway and stairs that go upstairs to beautiful rooms where people live. She even opens one of the doors into a beautiful ballroom and she steps in and for a few moments imagines what it might be like to live in that house. We want to know more about Jesus. And as we move into this beautiful house, we do so by intentional Bible study, by reading of scriptures, by worship on a regular basis, receiving Holy Communion, by Christian fellowship with one another. We live into this through a prayer of life of prayer and a life of devotion, a life of service to God and others. And we begin to know more and more But sometimes we are like Maria in that entryway. We are curious and we are beginning to learn more. And we get glimpses of that more, of that abundant life. But we haven't yet fully lived into it. Danny Morris, who is a Methodist minister, shares a story about going camping with his family years ago. His children wanted a campfire, but unfortunately it was a very rainy weekend. So he went out and he gathered oak wood and he put it together in a pile. And then he began striking his matches to try and get a fire lit. Well, he used up every match that he had to no avail, no fire. Finally, in desperation, he picked up his flashlight and he clicked it on and he shone it on that wood pile. And he sat there, and his wife came out from the camper, and she said, Danny, what are you doing? And he said, I'm sitting here shining this light on this wet pile of wood. So she left him alone. But he got to thinking as he sat there with that light shining on that wood pile, and he got to thinking, this is silly. This is not going to work. I have all the light I need, but what I want is fire. And then he realized it was a parable for his own life. He had given his life to God. He was serving God in the church. But he realized suddenly he had all the light of the knowledge of Jesus. But he didn't have the fire and the passion that he needed that only God can give. I have felt like that. I was blessed to grow up in a loving home and with loving parents who taught me about Jesus. I grew up in this church where I learned about Jesus. At 16, I had an experience in which I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I went on to give my life to Christ and to serve in the church and have done so for many years now. 
And now I am ordained. And I thought, as I've learned more and more, that I had that joy, that I had that fire. But in reality, I did not. I'd gotten glimpses of it. Like looking into a room where there was a fireplace with a warm fire on a cold day, but I didn't go in to warm myself. And then something happened to me a few years ago in which I experienced the presence and power of Jesus Christ in a new way that transformed me. I began to realize that real living, abundant life, is all about a relationship, a loving relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus wants us not just to know about him. He wants to live in us, and he wants us to live in him. And when we come and live with Jesus, God makes his home with us. And life is transformed. Life is changed. Perhaps many of you have read the book that I have called The Shack. And in this wonderful book, Mackenzie, who is the main character, is struggling with this relationship thing with God. And there's one point in the book where Jesus and Mackenzie have a conversation. And this is what Jesus says to him. Mac, I don't want to be first among a list of values. I want to be at the center of everything. When I live in you, then together we can live through everything that happens to you. Rather than a pyramid, I want to be the center of a mobile, where everything in your life, your friends, family, occupation, thoughts, activities, is connected to me, but moves with the wind in and out and back and forth in an incredible dance of being. Isn't that beautiful? An incredible dance of being in relationship with our Lord. But it takes the wind and the power of the Holy Spirit for this dance to take place. The Holy Spirit often is ignored in the Trinity. We're not sure we want to get to know the Holy Spirit But I've come to know the Holy Spirit, and he is a gentle spirit, a loving spirit, a joyous spirit. The Holy Spirit is never pushy, never overbearing, never wants to embarrass us. Is fully trustworthy because you see the Holy Spirit is the active presence of Jesus Christ living in us. But oftentimes we don't really live into this abundant life. Because we are afraid, and we are afraid of the Holy Spirit because we might have to give up control. We are afraid that the Holy Spirit's going to mess with our lives. Sometimes we even think the Holy Spirit doesn't really work anymore. Did you see the YouTube of Susan Boyle? When it came on a couple of weeks ago, I watched it, and it was an incredible thing. This woman, who is Scottish, comes out on Britain's Got Talent show. She wants to be a singer. And she's 
comes out, she's nicely dressed, but she's frumpy, she's middle-aged, and she doesn't look like she can sing very well at all. And you can see it on the faces of the judges and on the faces of the audience. They roll their eyes. Oh, great, what are we in for now? And then the music starts, and she starts to sing, I Have a Dream from Les Miserables. And out pours this most amazing, beautiful, incredible voice you have ever heard. And the faces of the judges turn to astonishment. Their jaws drop. The people in the audience who have snickered at her before rise as if one to their feet and applaud and cheer as she sings. And as you watch this, tears may come to your eyes because it is so beautiful. Oftentimes, I think we treat the Holy Spirit like they thought of Susan as she walked out on that stage. What does she have to offer me? She's not that attractive. Surely this isn't going to be worth our time. And yet, if we are open to what God wants to give us in this abundant life, we will discover that the Holy Spirit will sing in us a new song, a melody more beautiful than we could ever imagine. Real living is about this relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is about living into this relationship so that we find peace and joy, where we find power and presence of God. It is where we find real living, abundant life. And it enables us to make the great commitment of our lives to Jesus Christ. Brother Lawrence, when he entered a monastery thought he was giving up all of the happiness and all of the joy and the abundant life of the world. He wrote a spiritual classic called Practicing the Presence of God. And he would write that he had discovered more happiness and more joy than he could have ever imagined as this relationship with God formed in his life. And he was able to say, God, you have outwitted me. God loves to outwit us. God loves to woo us and draw us toward himself. God loves for us to step through that door of salvation. God loves for us to live this abundant life in relationship with him. But we have to be ready. We have to be willing. We have to desire it. We have to want it. Sometimes we have to ask for it. Because you see, God will never force this love relationship with us. Love can't be forced. It is a choice. Our choosing to put God in the center of our lives so that we move with and in God in this beautiful, incredible dance of being letting our lives revolve around him.
Perhaps you have been raised in the church all your life, like I was. And perhaps you are missing that little extra thing that leads you into real living with God. Perhaps you are a new Christian and you want to know more and you want to have this experience, this joy, this abundant life. Perhaps you have tasted it before but wandered away from it and want to have it again. I will be here after the service. Our prayer and Stephen ministers are here. We would be happy to talk with you about it more. But whether you come or not, Accept today this gift of abundant life, real living in Jesus. And if you do, perhaps you can say with me, like Brother Lawrence, God, you have outwitted me into the joy of real living. Amen.